Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Johnny Smith. And I'm Richard Porter. This is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars. And this week, bump-starting old ladies. tell you what I did the other day that was really exciting um I I, I push I jump-started an old lady's car for her because she'd been sat in a car park listening to the radio and we were we were rigging to film with the car um hmm. the Kia EV6 which we were filming with and she she sort of sauntered over bless her and said I, I feel really stupid and you look like car people <laughs> and she said, "I've, I've, I've, I've gone and I've gone and left the radio one, and now the battery's gone." And I said, "The battery's a little weak because I do a lot of short journeys." And um, hang on, hang on, hang on. What car? Well, guess the le- we were in a very leafy part of Wiltshire. Yeah. Um, she was um, a, a divorcee in maybe in her <laughs> early seventies, and she had. How would you know she was a divorcee? Well, she sort of mentioned it. Um, oh. I, well, I'll tell, I'll tell. Anyway, yeah. Okay. So, right. what 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 car does she drive? I mean, it's so tempting just to go straight to Jazz. It's a Honda Jazz. Oh, was it? It was. Yeah. Oh, I, sort of thought was I won't say Jazz because it's predictable. But then, <laughs> just follow the. That was an absolute jazz. What was great was she she walked over and I said, "Oh, okay." Um, and we were in like a. Um, village car park uh, which was fairly busy but there was like a long corridor down the middle of the car park to a, to a dry stone wall at the end. By the way as you said that, when, when I was at school we used to use the word village to mean shit and so and I still can't yeah, yeah. What, you need said, a village? No, no, not like that. No, as in something was crap so you'd go, that's totally village and by extension someone Why? who was crap at something was a villager but village is rule. If you not realise this as you go through life, as you go through life, cities mean, suck and villages rule. Well, I mean, that's no, let's, I think there's well, merits true. to both. But but the no, it, it was not connected to the idea of a small settlement. Somehow, it was it was it was removed from that. I don't know where it came from. It was village, kind of weird regional. But yeah, so, well, in fact, there's someone who's probably listening to this podcast who who might have been responsible for introducing have, it to our friend group. <laughs> Hello, has so um, I've never I, heard that in my yeah, life. You just go, that's totally village, or don't be a villager. Like you'd see don't someone you villager. know at school trying to throw a ball and make a total mess of it. You'd go, he's such a villager. It was a short-lived but Gosh. quite intense word for a while. Was that like an early word. version of Dench, or you know, because the, 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 the whole Dench cool, thing, though, doesn't it? It does, and I still don't entirely understand why. Uh, was um, that not based on autocorrect or predictive text, rather? <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah, as you start to type "cool," it, it prompts you and sort of oh. thinks you might be writing about the uh, the actor Dame Judi Dench. So, um, oh. yeah, I think that's where that came from. Village, I don't know, but when you said there was a village car park, the, the my seventeen-year-old brain goes, "Oh no, a not very good car park." Well, I'm really sorry because 
there's two things the word village in that I love very much a model village as you know very <laughs> fond of those <laughs> and and two uh, there's a song that came out I think it came out about a year ago called Model Village by the Idols oh okay and it's like a sort of modern punk song called Model Village and it's uh-huh. a great track quite aggressive Mm-hmm. Um, but great, um, and so that has the the name village in the title. So I think if this was a room one hundred and one situation where you were pitching to throw the word village into no, room one hundred and one, I'd be like, but, no, Rich, no, no. But I'm not. I'm not at all. I think you're just taking offence at the fact that the word village was repurposed. Okay. In seemingly just in the northwest of England in the nineties, <laughs> and um, in a way that you don't like. But so it's fine. I haven't used it well, in that context okay. for years, but my brain still hears it sometimes. And just you know, people go, oh, "I'm just going to go to the village shop," and I'll be like, "Oh dear, that doesn't sound like a very good shop." Well, this sorry. This anyway, lady, go on with your divorcee story, anyway. L- lady. Jazz uh, divorcee. Later in session. So I said I I hadn't gone over to a car by this point. We were still rigging the Kia and. Mm. I said, oh, okay, is it, um, is it a manual or auto? And she looked at me, she went, it's a manual, of course. Auto is <laughs> ghastly. <laughs> and, and, which I just thought was amazing. It was quite, she wow. was quite offended at the prospect that it was, I would ever associate her with, <laughs> with a two-pedal car. So I said, okay, well, look, I'm, I'm pretty good at this sort of thing. If, if you don't mind, the videographer, Nick, I said to Nick, can, it's a dead flat car park. Can we push it down there and I'll just... I'll wedge it in second and we'll we'll just we'll bump it. And she went, Oh, if you don't mind, yeah. So bump started this car really easily, didn't hit the dry stone wall, brilliant. <laughs> while uh, while it's idling, I said, just take it for a long drive, that's what you need to. She goes, Yeah, no problem, I will, I will. She said, Look, I don't know a lot about cars and, and she asked if that the Kia E V six was electric and she said, I've heard I've heard good things about electric and um, blah blah. She says, I don't know a great deal, but I love my jazz. I've had it now many years. And I I have to say um, she was a lovely woman. I did get in the jazz, and it it was extremely grubby in there. Oh, <laughs> you, know, you know when you feel like you've you've got to get out and wash your hands, and it was that one moment of like, oh, yeah, that it's quite grimy in there. But oh, um, God, I then I realised when she went away and thanked us. Um, Nick, the videographer who pushed us, he said, I was pushing on the back of the car. And then as you bumped it, I realised the dog was in the back. I had no idea there was a dog in the back. So I've done a wor- I've done a, f- a first. You know, you, you learn things every day. You try new things regularly. Apparently, it's healthy to do so. I've bump started a car with a dog in the boot, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> it was obviously a not, not a yappy dog, because I didn't hear it. And... As she left, and she said, oh, "Oh, thank you ever so much. You guys have been heroes. I've, I'm really, I'm really proud." She said, "I'll tell my, oh, no, let me get this right. Yeah, I'll tell my um, son-in-law. Um, he's really into cars. He does, he does. Um, he's a specialist in, in in fluid displacement for Red Bull Racing, whatever that is." <laughs> And so, um, so I, I'm guessing. What is he like? An oil pump engineer, or a water, or a water pump engineer, or some? Anyway, apparently, fluid displacement. I think it was fluid displacement. So, but I suppose because it be computational flow dynamics, which is sort of aero stuff. But yeah, well. I, so, I, I certainly thought that computational is it, fluid dynamics. Sometimes I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe he's. But anyway, we were in we were in Wiltshire. We were in a place called Laycock, which is famous for two things. Um, one, lots of Harry Potter has been filmed there, apparently. You can oh, tell yeah. I'm a massive Harry Potter fan, which is why I said apparently. Two, um, the very first photograph in the world was taken there with the pinhole camera, which what? I... What? 
That's what I was told. Well, now, I was told that. Who told you that? Someone in the village? Um, the lady, uh, n- n- a lady that works for Kia, who was giving us the freshly valeted EV6, because their press office is in Chippenham in Wiltshire, which is not far away. And as she dangled the keys to mm. not just an EV6, but a 1991 Pride, mm. uh, of which the key is so small, honestly, if you're, if you're further than about 10 feet away and you were holding the key in your hand up to someone, they would think that you were just holding up a finger and a thumb. There's just <laughs> The key is so small, it's ridiculous. You forget how tiny keys for cars are. Yeah, were. they're sort of shed keys, aren't they? It's sort of, sort of un, there's something unspectacular about it. You go, this... This can start internal combustion and movement at a speed that humankind would be unable to achieve unaided. And yet, somehow, you're opening it with like something that a small padlock key. It's one of those free, one of those padlocks that you win in a Christmas cracker. Yes, and and when <laughs> I was a kid, really they a would excite me hugely. But it's it's a key with no jagged edges. It's just a yeah, smooth. It's just a prong. Isn't yeah, it? it's just yeah. a prong, shaped prong. Yeah, um, but what she did say, which is quite funny, is the is is the historic press office Kia Pride, which is really good condition and actually quite a lot of fun to drive. It seems. Hmm. She said, "Oh, we've we've got another Pride because I think I told you maybe on a previous podcast or maybe on WhatsApp. I I helped Kia find another Pride. I found another immaculate Pride um, for them and convinced them to buy it because it's in it was in the town where I." near where I live proper old person spec owned I don't think it was to see spec but um uh she said you can open either pride with either of the keys <laughs> which I just thought was brilliant again another old car thing <laughs> don't, don't you just yeah, I mean, that was it? famously couldn't sort of if you had a Ford you then had access to hundreds of other Fords you had a what sorry Rich what was that if you had a Ford Fords you had access to Hundreds of other folds for free under the one. Uh, is that where that, that is their slogan "One Fold" came from? It was inspired by the security of their cars in the eighties and before. <laughs> one fold. You got uh, one fold. Son, one you got vision. All. Yeah. So um, I now this village thing though. I feel like you could just go around spreading things about villages. You could just just hang around in a village. Pick a village somewhere. <laughs> Pick a village. And anyone you see who looks a bit touristy and from out of town, just go, oh, uh, are, you, are you enjoying the village? Yes. Did you know uh, that, in fact, the periscope was invented here? And, and people would go, it was it? Oh, yeah, but it, we're, we're 70 miles inland. Why? Oh, it's a long story. Uh, I don't know, I suppose you The lighthouse a, was invented a man, here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was. Where are we? We're just outside Coventry, actually. It's like that... I was doing it again yesterday. Sometimes when I'm on the on my own at home, I'll just wander about, amusing myself by by saying things to myself while I'm like making lunch. And I've been doing that thing. You know, we joke about that. Now experts agree, and then you just say oh, something look. absolutely ridiculous. Look, and I thought you could even expand that. If you, it's quite good fun to start a sentence with now. It's simply a fact that, and then just say any old <laughs> shit. But because you said it's simply a fact that, people sort of have to go, oh, is it? So you go, oh, now, it's simply a fact that cats can smell colours. And people go, is it? It's, yes. I love that. It's simply a fact. It's simply a fact that eating too much cheese can cause your foot to fall off. 
<laughs> is it what? Uh, is what? that a, a very polite Tina Turner hit that never quite simply came to a fr- fact? It's simply a ding, fact. Ding ding ding. Better um, than all the facts. Rainbows are made of glass. <laughs> what are they? I said it's simply a fact. So yes, oh. drizzle yeah. is in fact gypsy's tears. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. well. Well, well done on being a good the, Samaritan with a divorcee and a jazz. That's, um, but I'm surprised was, that her her car interior was unsavoury, dog related, perhaps. I think it was dogified, if I'm honest. But I just, I, I was just surprised that I bump started a car with a dog in the back, and I was oblivious I, to it. I once got into a friend's car. I just need to move it. It was an old colleague, and, and I need to get my car out. And he went on to mm. the middle of something. He said, Here, just take the keys. You can move my car. No worries. And I got in his car. It was his family car. So he had, his, he had quite small kids at the time. And I mm. didn't have kids at the time. So I was unfamiliar with what kids can do to the interior of a car. <laughs> and the smell and the oh. filth and the stickiness of every single surface. It was the smell that got me. It sort of smelled like rotting fruit, which is probably because... That's what it was. The kids had yeah. dropped some fruit under the seats or behind their child seats. It's a bit know. of dirty mango underneath the... Yeah. I mean, um, I did that once in an old car of mine. I had a Fiesta ST as a long-termer from Evo, and I accidentally dropped a tangerine underneath the driver's seat once but didn't realise I'd done it. <laughs> and it took a long time to really get smelly, I think. Oh, yeah, because um, I used to do this, I think, on my desk when I worked at Car Magazine. I'd get a, a Satsuma or a tangerine, and I'd leave it in a warm place and what it would do is it would mummify it would it would shrink and dry out yes and it would become about a third of the size maybe a quarter of the size and then eventually it would go very hard but if you rattled it it had the remains of something inside so it was a a small piece of percussion (laughs) and i used to pride myself on it i used to have i always used to have at least one piece of self-shrunken fruit on my desk but it didn't smell didn't smell. The, that's skanky. The interior of this Fiesta just started to develop this underfunk that wasn't entirely nice. And mm. and then I finally looked under the driver's seat and there was this uh, sort of kind of little mound of bluish powdery mould. <laughs> and it was tangerine. But I was like, well, hang on a minute. I haven't had, like, I know where it came from. I think I was like, I was like it? there was a pack of tangerines, I think, on the back seat. There was some other stuff. And I think, but that was like sort of three or four months ago. Did it look like um, the sort of flocking of a rally car dashboard? Yes. Yes, I thought so. Yes. So you, you, I know, you know, it's such a fine hair that it looks man-made almost. Yeah. But it yeah, wasn't. It's weird. That was Very nature unpleasant. taking back the Satsuma. It's an amazing thing, nature, isn't it? Um, nature. Well, talking of which, I should have said this right at the start of the cast. Um, a dinosaur has been born in our house this week. Oh, yes. Unbelievable. Absolutely amazing. Honestly, I'm still dumbstruck by the whole situation. Just brilliant. So you've um, your tortoises, tortai, have had yeah. a baby. Yeah. So they are Ken, our male, and Shelby, our female. That they, 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 you know, they're, they're, a, they're a couple. And um, <laughs> she... Tortoises can mostly, or certainly this breed of tortoise, can lay eggs all year round. But obviously they only really lay when it's sunny and they only lay when the conditions are right. And I won't bore you with all of those conditions, but it has to be a south-facing mound. 
Um, a fairly loose, yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't won't lay unless there's a south facing mound of of soil or or, or chippings or whatever that that they Why? can dig down to certain di- because they're very very particular. They're very the particular. Sun, sun um, drainage, knowing that the eggs aren't going to get flooded. Lots but of reasons. Does, um, but does the flooding doesn't follow points of the compass though, does it? No, I don't think so. I think it's the ma- it has to be a, it's a the mound. Slope. The mound Ma- is the is the the mound south facing. But the south anyway. facing is the sun thing. But are they? Do they? Because do tortoises have like a compass in their head so they can? Oh, they're solar panel. Oh, you see them in the out. morning when the sun comes up. You know, on a sun summer morning when when the the sun is quite strong, mm. they out they're, they're out obviously because they're they're. they're life is dictated by solar power and they prop themselves up at an angle like a solar panel so they'll find a rock or a a tree a stump or log and they will prop their shell up at the angle to maximize the sun's rays to warm their their bodies up so they can start eating or having intercourse depending on what they what they fancy and yeah it's just so, so they've the female. She's laid eggs every year since we've had her, and never has any of have any of the eggs hatched. I bought an incubator about uh, three years ago, and decided to carefully dig up the eggs when she'd finished laying because they're, they're really hard to dig up because they they cover them up so meticulously and they actually pat down the the surface to the point where once she laid eggs and I. I genuinely couldn't tell where she'd laid the eggs. It it took, I mean, it took her hours to to lay, um, and it took me hours to extract because the the shell the the eggs are so delicate that if you sort of dig them up, you can just smash the eggs. Anyway, right. she's laid four egg four eggs this year, t- two pairs, and the latter pairs um, of which I managed to get two of the three out without damaging them. One of those is hatched, and, and we, we'd almost given up checking the incubator because I was so bored of it, and I and I thought, well, the time's kind of elapsed now, and hmm. and my and it's it's in the sort of utility room next to the chest freezer. My son went in to go to get something out the chest freezer, and he just came running back out with a face as white as a sheet. He went, um, "There's a to- there's a tortoise in a in a shell. It's coming out." It's a baby tortoise. We went in there. Sure enough, it smashed its way out, and it was just like, "Oi, help me!" Remarkable, and it was the size of a tenpence piece. Oh wow! So small and completely circular because they they have soft shells when they're born. Oh, that, that um, the fill the size of the egg, so they are egg shaped. It's quite hilarious because they their tummies aren't flat. Their tummies are are bowed, so their legs can't touch the ground very easily. So they're like a wobbly children's toy. In fact, they look like they are something from Jim Henson's workshop. They don't look real. It's just I know it's it's difficult to describe this on a podcast, but honestly, you just keep looking at it going, I can't believe that's alive. I can't believe it's real. So, yeah, we've got that now in a little kind of... Um... Um, I've got to stop you. Why? I'm not... <laughs> This is going to sound like a wind-up, but it's not. I absolutely promise you that I just, my, I, I, you know, I get a little warning when I get emails and things in from yeah. our Patreon. We just uh-huh. had a Patreon message from someone called Ian. He says, Johnny, my mum swears you bump-started her car, brackets, tatty blue jazz containing mad brown dog, this week while you were filming a test and then enlightened her on EVs. You're if joking. so, thanks. 
for the former, you gent, but not for the latter. She's now mithering all of her three kids about the environment and why we should all change our cars from ICs to EVs. Oh, my gosh. As according to that nice young man, they, inverted commas, only cost 40k, and that lithium is so good for the environment. Can I send you the bill? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, what a That's small a really world that is. That's a spooky coincidence. Uh, thank you, Ian, who is one of our um, patrons and has been for four months as well, so... Well, Ian, uh, a, it's not just like he hasn't just joined up to to say thanks for that. So, cheers, well, Ian. bloody hell. Well, Ian, thank you. B, uh, I hope that I'm right in thinking she's a divorcee because uh, <laughs> oh there was no. I'm starting to feel. Don't worry, there was nothing weird about any of the way the co- conversation went, <laughs> um, and. <laughs> didn't expect this to become awkward and yet somehow and, it's become awkward and that see is, that is uncanny that, timing, that really though. is really we've had we've so had this a few times has that just come in i promise like, you that just came in and it, i wouldn't have even looked oh at my. it except that you know you get the little preview thing yeah. and i could just see the preview says my mum swears you bump started her car and i just thought no come on <laughs> that is weird <laughs> you okay <laughs> <laughs> I've just <coughs> just gone to swallow a bit of water and it's just thrown it straight back out. I think I wasn't at top dead centre when <coughs> <coughs> I'm a bit spooked out, Rich. It's a bit. Spooky, a lot's happened it? this week. I mean, well, I'm really glad I helped Ian's. Um, yeah, if, if we just got a message going, my mum says that you or told mum. her to piss mum? off while she was. Um, in distress with a flat battery, that would have been a different. Well, what I did, what I, I there was games. a moment. There was a small moment where I was being pushed towards the wall because I said to Nick, the videographer, "Just push me as fast as you can towards the wall. We'll be fine." <laughs> and Nick, who's he's a young guy, you know, he's born in 1991. He was like, "How do you bump start a car?" I was like, "Well, it's easy. I'll show you." And. Um, and he was like, are you sure that we can do it in such a small space? I said, yeah, yeah, you've just got to make sure that you put it in neutral, you know, dip the clutch as soon as the car catches. Um, by the way, he's born in 1991. That makes him 30. Yeah. I think you ought to know how to bump start a car when you're 30. I guess maybe just you don't, if you've never had a Well, I think the problem is, is a problem is, is I think pr- properly unreliable sort of tatty old shite cars don't really exist anymore as in no maybe not you know like when he i thought i forget what his first car was but it wasn't it wasn't like old and tatty i suppose technologically cars are in a different caliber now so like an old crap cheap car is a 20 2005 clio which is actually not yeah. that old. It's funny though, isn't it? Because the battery is still one of the part of the car that, that lets lets it down. We've talked about this before, haven't we? That the yeah, car batteries are frustratingly old tech. old tech. Yeah, but um, I guess you're right that. In fact, that was that one of that lady's questions. She said, "Well, hang on. If my car battery's gone flat, and that car there pointing at the new Kia, if that's EV, if I park that car for two months." Or I go away for you know to see my friends, which I sometimes do. I'd be worried that it would lose its state of charge. I said no, it's it doesn't do that. You could leave it for six months, and mm. it would pretty much be the same state that you left it. Yeah. Um, because the obviously the battery chemistry and is the density of the batteries is totally different. And she was really interested by that. She said, "Oh right, so I could fully charge it and then park it at my friend's house and just walk away and leave it and lock it, and it would be okay." I said, 
Yeah, it would. It yeah. would. It's just that we use lead-acid batteries now. E- even really posh, expensive luxury cars, and that we were in the car park and I pointed at the couple of new Volvos, a couple of new Audis, that they've still got this you know, 19th century lead-acid lump in them, which mm. we've... Which has been the sort of the same for years. It's a bit odd, isn't it? Well, the irony is as well that um, for sort of technical reasons to do with, I suppose, voltage and direct current and stuff, that even EVs have old-fashioned batteries in them a lot of the time, don't they? Because I know they've been problematic. In they were problematic sometimes in Nissan Leafs, I believe. Um, they, if your they, battery went flat, <clears throat> it kind of knackered your electronics a little bit. You had to have it flat bedded away. And I think I'd read some people in the iPace community yeah. Ippus, were yeah. having issues um yeah it, and it boils down to a lot of those evs they don't the 12 volt battery isn't charged when the the high voltage is charged it's a separate circuit yeah so really what you want is the 12 volt to always be trickle charged by something be it a yeah. solar panel on the roof or be it um every few cycles of charging it or when you I think sometimes some EVs only charge the 12 volt when you charge up using a three pin granny plug do they so yeah so I think some of them do so in other words sometimes it pays every sort of a bit like when you sometimes treat your car to super unleaded for no apparent reason <laughs> so it just feels like feels like you're giving it a vitamin pill oh god yeah. have a bit of that have a Barocca you dirty yeah. swine okay, it's the same to principle nice tonight yeah it's exactly that with an EV. You go, do you know what? I'm not going to rapid charge you. I'm going to put you on a three pin for 24 hours just to give you a little pat on the back. Have a nice slow sip. And it's, <laughs> it, it's. I think it's, it's the same thing. Are you, oh, um, are you going to? Do you? Are you saving your um, EV6 verdict until the um, your your video comes out on the channel? Uh, well, can let- you tell us a bit about about it. Oh, well, I, I can I can I can plug it now because by the time people listen to this, you will have the video. The video will be live, mm-hmm. and I thought being the late break show and trying to be a little different, when the embargo lifts for the EV6, I thought I'll do a little. I'll, I'll include a little bit of a drive in the Kia Pride as well, just to show what a car company can do over the course of thirty years. Mm. Um, I, I quite enjoyed the Pride. <laughs> I mean, it looks like something from a Disney Pixar um, cartoon film. But um, actually, he drove really well. It was actually quite quick because it was a 1.3. Um, it must weigh about sort of, what? It's 820, kilos, it? 825. 820, yeah, it was very uh, light. And 60 horsepower. So it's all relative, well, isn't it, Rich? All, you know, it's, it's, just it's ask Colin pads. Chapman it's and all that. It's pad away, isn't it, and all that. There's a Kia Pride has appeared uh, not far from where I live. Um, joking yeah and it's on aftermarket rims and it looks like it's been dropped i'll try and get a picture of it sometime on 12 is it, it on 12s times. is it still no on it looks like the wheels look really big for the car but i imagine they're actually like 14s or something it's just that because the car's so wee it looks um yeah, it makes it you need to big. get a picture of that yeah it's yeah. sort of aquamarine kind of color and it does i mean i have to admit it looks quite amusing but um but it's like it's just magically started appearing around them this particular neighbourhood near me. It's a it, it's it's a prime example of a rare but nobody cares car. A Pride is a rare car in Britain now. Yeah, and well, um, that's it. I mean, oh, it's actually bro, look this up on the old um, M any left. Um, what I'd say about the EV6, I don't want to give away all the information because I'd like listeners to actually go and watch my YouTube channel and all that. However, yeah, like as you know, Kia and Hyundai slash Hyundai. They are 
doing phenomenal things. Um, they're a company who seem to be spanning the breadth of automotive really well, and by that I mean good plug-in hybrids. Um, they bring out something like the Kia Stinger, which has been refreshed recently, which is, you know, a really good sports saloon. Um, and it looks good. And then class-leading EV, this thing up to 328 miles on one charge and looks good, loads of technology, flat floor, pure um, EV um, platform. It's just, it's just impressive. It's just really impressive. And I yeah. think probably drives a little better than the Ionic 5. On which I was reviewing based. the um, <clears throat> Sorento Fev for the Sunday Times recently, and I wrote that the sort of the, the sentiment that you're talking about, which is they're kind of covering all the bases. I think Hyundai Kia is such an ambitious company. They're just yeah. throwing everything they've got at everything. So it's like you know, they some, some people some people think that we, you know, we should go EV. Some people think hydrogen. Some people kind of more embracing hybrids and plug-ins, and they've just done it all. You name they've it, just, they've got one. They've got hydrogen cars you can buy and yeah. EVs up yin-yang and then FEVs and hybrids and if you just want a petrol car, they still do those as well. It's, it's sort of and, and the same, you know, sort of it feels like they've chucked money at stuff because... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The, uh, the point, I, I can't remember if I cut this out, but the point I think I was making in the article is that also it's like, well, BMW has kind of retreated from being a pure rear-wheel drive company mm. because even they've realized that you know, front-wheel drive sometimes is probably... A more kind of cost-effective packaging, and effective way to go. Yeah, and then uh, quite unusually, Kia and Hyundai, a front-wheel drive company, suddenly done a bespoke rear-drive chassis for bigger saloons, and it's sort of it's amazing. You don't you don't get that? You know, it's not like Ford aren't doing that, and no, GM aren't. Well, I suppose they are in the US because they did that. That platform for the Cadillacs and things, but uh, but yeah, it's like Ford don't do that kind of thing. They can't justify the cost. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it shows how ballsy Hyundai and Kia are about chucking money to become bigger and bigger. Um, I'll just look this up on how many left, and there are fifty uh, fifty four Kia Prides left. Gosh, apparently that's not a lot. Well, licensed. So hang on, uh, did, you know of one, um, and that, and Kia themselves, the press office have two, and so that's yeah. There's a car journalist that uh, famously that has, one. has one or two. I can't remember. Might have, you might have two. Two. You know who I'm talking about. He, he. Um, I don't want to say his name in case the people start trying to steal his his collection of prides, but, but um, I think he's got two because I think he's got a van. I feel like it should be. Um, I think Kia should lend out um, their pair of prides to every gay pride parade 
in the UK. It should be a stipulation um, that it should be there and maybe with a rainbow go faster stripe, like Shelby stripes, but rainbow. Um, and it should be there as part of the festival. Imagine a Mardi Gras, a gay pride Mardi Gras with the Kia Pride in there, just thrown in there. Be awesome, wouldn't it? I'd love that. I think a lot of people just say, what's that funny little car doing in the parade? But just go, that's you know, the original pride. You know, yeah. That's the original Well, pride. they won't have a group of lions walking along as well. Just just make it all very literal. What, real? Oh, yeah, a <laughs> gang um, of lions. Or people dressed up as lions. You know, the sort of role play thing. Or, or, or the pop singer King from the 80s just doing his one hit. Over and over again. Um, did he do th- li- Did he do something about lions? Oh no, it's love and it pride. Love and pride, wasn't it? Ooh. Was it called love and pride or just pride? I can't remember. Anyway, the, the, how many left? Oh. Lists the different model variants of of Kia Pride, and um, there's L and there's LX and there's S and there's SX, but there's also the special editions listed. I don't remember any of these. <laughs> the, the Pride LX Georgia. Georgia and the LX Phoenix, and they've spelt Phoenix P H E O N I X, which I don't know if that's a typo or not. The, yeah. the Pride LX Verve, the Pride Shout, the Pride Start, and my favourite, the, the the Pride Pizzazz LX. Pizzazz, Pizzazz, but they've spelt it P Z A Z Z. Pizzazz. Oh no, that sounds awful. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> well, the good slash bad news is that uh, there hasn't been one of those licensed since in 2014. And oh my gosh, so they've all gone, they're extinct. Well, let's see. Those, oh, there's no, they're, they're, no, I can't believe gone. we're talking they're about gone. And this is the danger, you see. It's a card that's so sort of unloved and was laughed at at the time. And yet, just like a rubbish moped, you can't help yourself, but you want to go. And you have a little go. And then if you, then I slap myself <laughs> and go, Johnny, we've got, we've got a brand new EV6 yeah. here with like cutting edge technology, amazing um, textiles inside, you, you, you know, can, can, can power, can, can be a mobile power source, 800 and 400 volts, so much going on in that car. And yet I'm drawn to this 60 horsepower Disney Pixar looking little block on 12 inch tyres I know what you mean I've I've been in that situation as well where there's sort of all manner of nice cars around but there's something a bit silly and soft and small and just sort of joyful yeah it is joyful you can't turn away from and um, it's uh, love it yeah it's nice isn't it I actually had a lot of time for it Oh, someone offered me an up GTI last week for a really decent price. You sound like you've approached your dealer and your your, your no, dealer, as was... in as in a drug dealer's gone. Listen, I've I've oh. woken up with a conscience and I'm going to go from dirty <laughs> dirty class A's into just honest cars. I'm going to do you a killer deal on an up GTI just to get you hooked in. Uh, in a couple of months, I want you to get out of that into something else. But we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, no, it's just, I just, it's, but it's just reminded me talking about small, joyful cars that there's, there's a lot to be said for them. I sort of, I've said this before on the podcast. I feel like I sort of need one again in my that's, that's life. Right. Um, but uh, we'll see, we'll see what's, what's um, going down there. I mean, I <laughs> going down. Going down. Um, I keep I thinking about, about villages oh, yeah. with silly names now. Now that we've been talking about, you know that 
the other thing I like about villages is they have there's so many villages in the UK which have seemingly made up names. Oh um, yes. Well, like oh, look, have you never been under to... trouser or something? Yes, that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. Is this something out of a sitcom? What are you playing at? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I just went to Cuntington Wastley last week and got myself an amazing sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, I beg your pardon, you went where? I said I went to I went to Cuntington Wastley and it where was. Where is it? So you said that your parents live near Stratford upon Avon. Where exactly? Oh well, it's actually a Fropley Rabbit Cock. And you go, there's no such place as that. And then they show you on Google Maps. And, you're like, huh? and you go, oh, there is. Oh yeah, um, one yeah, of the people best. are always stealing the sign actually. One of the most famous strongmen used to live there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did um, they? I have mentioned, uh, oh, I think on here and also on social media, I've alluded to the fact that I'm, I'm just completing a third volume of Boring Car Trivia. Um, oh, rich. It's, it's, it's written, but I can't stop adding things. I've got sort of hooked on trivia, and it's now longer than the first two by a little bit. Well, quite a lot, actually. And so there's plenty of time now to stop. You're going to put um, a conservatory on the back? It is a bit like that. I just Can you keep do sort that with a book? Remembering things or finding something that suggests a bit of trivia, and then so. And there was one that was actually sent to me by um, by someone, and I, <laughs> I found this amazing. The very first president of the Saab Owners Club of Great Britain was a professional wrestler. What? I know. It's professional. It's, it, he was a professional wrestler. He was a guy called Jackie Palo. He used to fight in the 70s, you know, alongside sort of Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks and all the classics of 70s um, <laughs> British wrestling. Yes. But he was also a massive Saab fan, and he was once, him and his son were on their way back from a bout in Lancashire, and they were driving down the M6 in a 9-6, and it rolled over. What? And they both got out unscathed, and after that he sort of almost became a Saab evangelist, and when the Saab Owners Club of Great Britain started up, he was their first president. That's amazing. I was expecting it to be Ian Botham, but no, amazing. Do you, do you think Botham was a Saab man? He was a massive Saab man. We've had this conversation before. Was he? Botham, professional 80s cricketer, yeah. he had he had a string of 900 turbos. He was well into his oh, Saab turbos. yes, I think he did. See, and was I very good at with, ruining them. Uh, I have a bit of a problem with Ian Botham's nickname, Beefy. Beefy. Well, it just reminds me of Burps. Yes, I mean beefy reminds- is only ever used to describe burps, isn't it? You wouldn't sort of go, "Oh, this meat's really beefy," because it's just stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's either beef or it's not. So beefy yeah. is a burp. It's a flavoured hula hoop um, crisp, yeah, but, uh, well, which which then develops horrible aftertastes, isn't it? I think beefy's awful. It's a bad nickname. Yeah, it is. I'm. I, I just. I've Anyway. Imagine if Ian Botham was gravely unwell and he was going at Botham ends. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What, what was that stupid Audi Quattro? Um, oh, Bayer and Gayen. Yes, it was it? the it was the the original Quattro is obviously being sick and shatting yourself at the same time, aka going at both ends. <laughs> But of course, Audi are never going to hook that one into their ad campaign and go, oh, that's brilliant, yeah. In fact, uh, I um, my cat crashed the other day um, <laughs> on some really shiny floor. <laughs> oh, oh I, did it have a full lock-up? Yeah, it did. You know, you know when animals get quite excited, they have a bit of a mad five minutes or whatever. And it was yes. uh, it was early in the morning, and, and it was obviously running around with the joys of late summer. 
but it came yes. running down the sort of little corridor outside our bedroom the kids bedrooms and the bathroom and i heard it and it couldn't stop in time obviously abs can't can't cope with the fact that pause on um smooth tiles are just not going to work mm. and it and it ended up just clouting straight into our our bedroom door I woke up with an absolute start and then obviously because I went oh woke up it sprinted back the way it came but there's a right angle turn um and it missed that because it was still scrabbling and it went into a cardboard box which I was put going to put in the loft that day so it had it had a bit of a moment so I, I I've I've since sat the cat down and had a proper stern conversation about the importance of tire tread yeah um, and never ever let them go one below 1.6 mil it's just a fool's fool's game it just you can't doesn't work around with that stuff can you <clears throat> no it's uh, no. I just, do you, does your cat ever do that thing where because when they go a bit giddy cats when the, the ears go back and the tail sort of becomes question mark shaped <laughs> and you know does. you've got you've got a giddy cat on your hands but sometimes when they go proper like tear about mad and then they'll just do a sort of wall of death thing and you kind of go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they will that. they do it does do what like climbing things that you know it can't really climb up yeah Hell, and they just comes back, back down again but it's, like, it's just going it's it's a wall of death but it's a wall imagine if a, a, a real wall of death had like curtains and sofas scattered around it because they're sort of <laughs> it's like parkour it parkour is. meets wall of death cat it's style poor, poor, poor parkour parkour <laughs> uh, snare drum symbol no I love seeing it when cats do that Often our cats, you, you, they would do it if it's windy in the garden because the, when it's windy, everything starts moving and the cats just don't know what on earth's going on. Wind sends they cats start... mad though, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It does. Definitely Le- sends them a bit crazy. Autumn in the garden, leaves, ahoy. Oh, it's all over. The, I mean, the cats just don't know what's going on. They, they, they look like they look like like pissed, pissed blokes in a pub where there's a gang of them and you know they've done a bit of shouty singing and then one of them needs to run to the toilet. And on the way back from the toilet, they want to make a bit of an entrance, because lads, lads, lads. You know, and they'll sort of do a bit of di- they do a bit of diagonal running, possibly trip over someone else's table, and then do a, <laughs> do a forward roll. <laughs> a, bit like, a bit like that bloody video of, of uh, Nicolas Cage when he was interviewed on British TV. Oh, on Wogan, yeah. Oh, oh my, my gosh. I've still never seen anyone more off their face um on in an interview situation the diagonal return from the loo reminds me of a story i was told about a uh by a mate in america about a mutual friend of ours who's british but was in los angeles with work and was given some very strong californian spec marijuana oh gosh at someone's house and then was it, was it medicinal because you've got a bad back yeah because of the glaucoma yeah no, I think yeah. you can just get it now. You're allowed to just buy it. You don't have to pretend you've got some spurious illness. But um, oh, okay. This okay. was I mean, okay. this was a while ago, but it was it was quite strong, and he felt a bit strange. And then apparently they went out <clears> for some <throat> Korean food, <laughs> and and he went. I just got to go to the bathroom, and he wandered off. They looked up, saw him coming across the restaurant, full diagonal walking. Then he stopped. He did the hand slashing across the throat symbol that means, you know, cut in in uh, film and television. Time out. Broadcasting. <laughs> and then just collapsed. What? Did he really? He <laughs> yeah, did just the thing above the throat full, and then dropped down. He did the full, let's cut here, s- gesture. 
known to people well, hang on working a in broadcasting, and then he and then he fell to the ground <laughs> between two people's <laughs> tables. Hang on, when you're above the age of about twenty-one, no one refers to it as pulling a whitey, do they? But no. presumably that's God, sort of what that expression. Happened. Yeah, it was no, it's full he, pulling a whitey. Did he go in? Did the ECU go into sort of reset limp home mode? But he didn't quite make it. Yeah, that's it's what amazing. happened when the battery went flat. But batteries again. But when the battery went flat on my Range Rover, its its death knell was it would still let me in. But when I tried to start it, it clicked a few times, and then the it's clock flickered. span round backwards very fast. <laughs> did it really? Like, yeah. Apparently, it's a known thing they do, and then it all stops, and I had to jump the. Battery. Oh, if the if the clock whirls round the wrong way, you know it's doomed. It's it was really weird doom. though because I didn't know this, and I just thought, is this some kind of? Am I in a, a really bizarre time travel film? <laughs> what else was I going to talk to you about? I had something else to. I feel I had loads of things to say. Me you too. Week. I had something to say to you. I, I was doing to like... write them down. Oh, well, a couple of weeks ago, and I meant to mention this on last week's show. Um, I was dropping my 911 off for a service and I had to then walk to the station nearby walk yeah. past a garage there was a light blue Lotus Carlton on the forecourt oh my word and light I almost blue. got run over by a car coming out of the petrol station next door because I was so distracted looking at this Lotus car because I went so I saw it from a distance and went oh, right. eggshell blue yeah Carlton, wow. I thought, oh, there's a Carlton GSI on Lotus Carlton alloys. How? Wait a minute, that's a it's a wrong spoiler, and it's got a Lotus Carlton badge on the back and exhaust in it. And I could see through the back screen that it had a Lotus Carlton steering wheel. And I just thought, well, it's oh, a sugar. fucking Lotus Carlton. I put it on Twitter, yeah, and this has allowed me to get to the bottom of it because lots of people, lots of people were going, well. It's got to be a real one resprayed because why would you go to the trouble of making a replica and then yeah. not get the colour right? True. Yeah, that is true. Because there's actually a bit of work involved because those wheel arches, I mean, it all looked absolutely legit and correct, you know, the correct body kit, correct wheels. And the, the, when Lotus used to build those cars, they, they had to snip away the original wheel arches to get the body kit on. So it's not just a matter of slapping it on with some Bostick. You've got to do some work you've got to do some cutting yeah but i got to the bottom of this thanks to a guy on twitter i'm sorry i can't remember your name if you're listening but um I, I, it, who is uh according to his biographer former editor of a Vauxhall magazine was he a, and... is he a fluid displacement expert for yeah. or not? <laughs> oh he's just I'm messaged through the patron apparently his mum no he um he said it's a replica and it was yeah. a two litre it was a two litre carlton <laughs> it was a two litre cdx and i checked then i managed to check the reg when I went back to collect my car from the garage, I made a point of going back round past the, past the, this little garage where the Carlton had been, and it was still there. And I got the reg, and I checked it, and it still registers as a two-litre. But in fact, so this ex-Foxhall Mag guy said, it's uh, he's dropped in um, a three-litre six now, but it is a replica. Really? But yeah, like a really... Some guy, a really- Quite, quite a really meticulous one. replica. But then I guess the guy just went, "Well, do you know what? If this is not real, I'm not screwing up a real Lotus Carlton. I've always wanted one in light blue, so I'll just do it." Well, I think actually the donor car was light blue, so he's just he's matched in the kit rather than respray the whole car, I suppose. Really? But he's gone to all that expense anyway. Well, yeah, I know. Mind you, a, good, a quality repaint is expensive. Yeah, you know, in the doors, engine out job. Well, I mean, I yeah. Do, 
I feel the pain. And I love that though. I kind of I like that. It looked. I mean, it looked good because they do look good, and it sort of made me think: Why did they not get around to offering the Lotus Carlton in more more colours? Because it would. It, 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 looks great it's just a great looking car so. i think it's a cool is it a car you would genuinely like to own let's say you had well, garaging facilities and i sort of feel like I, I almost don't want to because it might disappoint i mean it's funny isn't it it's got 377 horsepower i think and that's not in this day and age loads is it that's like a it's golf sort of golf i was just about to say that, it's yeah. sort of golf R, really isn't it which is so i feel but... like it wouldn't feel that quick in the same way that the first time i drove a sierra cosworth like an original whale tail one i was just like and God, it was God. lovely in a lot of ways because there but it wasn't fast i mean no. it was fast once you got the turbo spooled up it was it was slow it didn't have that what it didn't have was that instant response that you're just used to in modern cars but then it's only 200 and what 204 horsepower something like that so actually you know yeah yeah it's not that powerful by modern standards but back in the day they were seen as insanely quick weren't they so did you enjoy the lag though because i know some people have sort of they they miss the lag of turbos mm. Because that was it was the it was the calm before the storm, wasn't it? It was that you put your foot down, count to three or count to two or whatever, or count to twelve if it was a very old nine eleven, and then suddenly you just get this big like wave crashing over you. I, yeah, I, I, it is sort of amusing, isn't it? That's the thing, I suppose. But it's amusing because it's a novelty. If you yeah. live with it every day, you, you might start to crave a slightly snap. I think if response. I was a, if it was a race car, I'd be just pissed off with it. Yeah, well, you'd probably keep it on boost, wouldn't you? Just keep it on the, in the upper echelons of the rev range to make sure it will, that it was never uh, too sluggish. But It'd be stage three as well, maybe stage five yeah. if it was racing. <laughs> um, what were you telling me last week? Um, you said you were going to say about that guy who always <laughs> you. Which guy? The, Which the guy? The BMW guy. Oh, God. To your memory, you can't remember this, can you? But we, no. we, we ended the last show talking about that bloke. Uh, oh and all that I always says and all that oh it was relentless yeah my first my first proper job um on a on a on an air called vw mag which i loved um had to deal a lot with with owners clubs as you do with these things and the owners clubs were always a jolly band of people you know some of them were big clubs some of them were regional this one was regional it was i, I don't want to be too specific but yeah it was it was Peak District area and quite family orientated club. Very keen on getting the family involved. Lots of barbecues and things. Mostly, I would say VW buses, bay windows, split windows, mm. that kind of thing. But yeah, he would <clears throat> he used to phone me quite a lot, um, which is not not offensive. It's just that he would phone me a lot, and he had that kind of voice, which I said I think in last week's podcast. Um, Because there was a bloke on the sort of motorway awareness course, Zoom call that I was doing (laughs) last week. Motorway (laughs) awareness. Yeah. You know, know speed awareness courses. Well, I had to do a motorway awareness courses because I got... Were you not aware of motorways? No, I've never been aware of them. I just thought they were bigger <laughs> roads with more lanes. <laughs> I thought it was a massive one-way street. Look at all those bloody street. idiots in cars and lorries driving on that runway. What a yeah. bunch of twats. I know, idiots. But I wasn't... Um, so I had to do a motorway awareness course, which, because I got caught <laughs> speeding in a, in a... I know, and I'm really aware. Listen, it was not bad. It, it, actually, it taught me more about smart motorways than I realised. But oh, anyway... Okay. 
anyway, one of the people on this Zoom call was a young guy. I'd say he was under 21. And he had mm. that real stoner voice where, like, you know, it's all really like... He's obviously been... He's, he's could have been heaving on the bong till late and maybe done a bit of gaming. <laughs> Very nasal, kind of like, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, well, the course started at nine and that is phenomenally early. So <laughs> I'm just going to just see what I can do. And he, and he, she, the lady who was running the course was trying to keep him in the loop because I think she was aware of the fact that he was just falling asleep and he never got any of the answers right. So, yeah. Anyway. The reason why I say that is because this guy, I nearly said his name then, and all that, he would, he phoned me up and he would go, all right, Johnny, it's, um, I'm going to have to like call him a different name. It's, it's, it's Wiz here. Yeah, yeah, it's Wiz. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible, terrible name, terrible fake name. All right, mate, it's Wiz. Yeah. Well, we're having, we're having a, we're having a little barbecue and gathering and all that. Um, hoping to get a few buses together. Anything goes, modified, classic. You can have some new stuff if everyone wants to bring new transporters and all that. Anyway, um, hoping you might put something on the website, on the forum and all that. And hopefully maybe we can all come down, have a bit of a jamboree and all that. Yeah, it'd be great. We have a couple of buses and all, like I said, um, maybe a couple of tents. And all that, maybe a little marquee if the weather's looking a little bit bad. But it'd be great. We're going to do it in the Buxton area, <laughs> and all that. In, invite the kids. We've got um, one of the lads has got a bouncy castle for the kids and all that. We'll bring that along. Maybe some uh, space hoppers. That anyway, I'm just. That- <laughs> It's true. I'm, I'm not. I'm not that's making where, this up. This is real. that's where grammatically it starts to fall down when they say something like, "Yeah, be in the Buxton area and all that," and you go, oh, "What? <laughs> and what? Similar what? And all towns? Of, <laughs> no, and all of the roads near Buxton, yeah, and all of the villages. Of it's villages. That's why he's he's referring uh, to yeah. people like you who are a bit maybe scared of villages. I'm not scared of villages. <laughs> I just used the word village to mean something different. But anyway, um, and all that, it just became. It, 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 I saved him on in my phone because that was yeah that was that was actually yeah when I just got a phone I, I, I that year probably got a phone I'd saved him as his name and all that so <laughs> if, if my phone rang if, if my phone rang I knew it was going to be you know whiz and all that and uh, yeah he was a really nice guy but <clears throat> I think he was a habitual rolly smoker and he was oh. and he was really into families and VW vans but you're just one of these people that would phone you a bit too often to say oh yeah we um, we're still having the event it's still going on we've got lots of people bringing like stuff thing is like Baz is he's Baz is bringing his custom bus, which he thinks he might finish. And if he hasn't finished it, he might bring it on a trailer, which is really cool and all that. So we're going to bring that in and all that. And then <laughs> it would, mm. and he would, he would phone me like with some important news, and it was just to say something like, "Well, we we were going to do a hog roast and all that, but we've decided we're just going to do a conventional barbecue." Okay, is that all right? And I'm like, "Yeah, that it's your event. I'm just." merely a reporter so it's it's absolutely fine <laughs> i just i don't know what to say it's going to be fine after we talked about this we touched on it last week i, I suddenly sort of speaking of conversational ticks i remembered a guy i used to know who was just uh, a classic bra- practitioner of overusing the word basically oh yeah to the extent that we used to call him basically i won't say his name <laughs> for the sake of argument say his name was like steve morgan we just go yeah 
Oh, it's basically Steve Moore because he would just you'd go. So what's um what's happening later on? And he'd go. Basically, what we're going to do is we're basically going to go to uh, the Lamb and Flag and basically have a couple of drinks there. And then basically, I think we'll move on probably to the King's Arms and basically just sort of stay there for a bit until because some, some of the other guys are basically going to join us there. So basically, we're going to wait for them. And stop, it, stop. I don't know what don't know what the word basically means anymore. You've used it so much. It's like a blank void in my mind. I, I've started to become fascinated with them, I suppose off the back of on that side of things John (laughs) non-stop talking John Um, gosh I love John although I'm still too scared to contact him Um, but yeah I think it's the problem is is it's so infectious isn't it we live in a world now where literally is the is the word and has been for probably two years now Um, and I, I said before at the minute it just winds me up something rotten um, because there, there was nothing wrong with that at the moment, and it seems to have been kicked out the back door, out down, kicked down the fire escape in a club, and they've brought in, they've they've opened the chain in the VIP area to at the minute instead, and at the minute's the thing. But no, I, I never liked at the minute. It was never, there was never That's, a place for it. It doesn't, that doesn't bother me that one particularly, but doesn't it, which minute, is weird because uh, there's lots of things. You know, I'm a deeply pedantic man, but I don't. It doesn't. It just sort of floats by, like with which way you hang your loo roll doesn't really bother me oh no at the back or at the front it's absolutely yeah, fine I I don't, it's still really really sort of still unravels right riled up about it yeah anyway and all that yeah now, you're up on the deal um we should sort of start to gently bring this down to land on a suitable motorway can you say it in the same style as the VW Jamboree Wiz from the VW Jamboree with Derek? <laughs> Obviously, his name isn't Wiz, but <laughs> well, uh, I and all it's, uh, it's almost the end of the show, and all that. Thank you for listening, and all that. If you got want to be a bit more no, and all think- that. Little bit cloak croaky. Need to be a little bit more yeah, weed smoky. I don't think croaky. I'm doing it with enough elan, though. I'm just putting in all that. I'm not. I'm not putting. I'm not a natural. So, I'm naturally um, working it into the well, fabric listen, of the. Um, is it your your Smith? Yeah, and your Sniff. Well, listen, guys. It's lovely to have heard all of this and all that. But it's time we've got, we've got to wrap this up and go. You should get oh, him. Well, I'm going to I'm going to see horribly into something that I'm going to mention at the end of the show. But you should get him to start organising your um your live shows if he loves. Events and family and all that. Uh, and all that. That's actually a really good idea. Maybe I should get <laughs> but him is it, to though? do it. Is it? And all that. Is it? I'll get, I'll get my basically guy as well. I think. Suddenly I'll have a conversational tick committee to put together all your events. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be driven to the brink of madness. I think Wiz and all that is the perfect example of a guy who still smokes the rollies, but he shields it away when he's in a public place because it's maybe looked down upon these days, public smoking. Yeah. Yeah, does, well, it's also because shielding it, smoke. But that's also good practice in drizzle, isn't it? A shielding smoke. Oh, is, an ember shield, absolutely. Is, You're smoking inside the palm. Yeah, I'm doing as I'm saying it down the microphone. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm I know actually, you, Jay, just, are you just doing do it? it? To, yeah, uh, yeah, and all that. And he sort of speaks all as he's exhaling. He's speaking as well, and it's all a little bit crow. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, hopefully, without doing too many conversational ticks, uh, I have four things to tell you. They are one: Johnny has a solo YouTube channel called The Late Break Show. It's got lots of excellent videos on, it, including a review of the Kia EV6. And there is The Late Break Show live, which is happening this coming weekend, Saturday, the eleventh of September, in Leicestershire. 
Uh, tickets are still available, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so tickets are still yeah, available. Yeah. Uh, go to thelatebreakshow.com forward slash Leicestershire, or if you have trouble spelling that, and God knows many of us do, then just thelatebreakshow.com forward slash tour. You'll find your way there. Either way, there's going to be uh, him and me and a special guest, Ed de China, off the TV. And uh, yeah. loads of interesting cars. Ed's gonna yeah. The, we've got a good variety of cars, old and new, modified. Uh, we've also got some incredible commercial vehicles. And Ed China's threatened to bring his outspan orange mini car. Seriously? Think, yeah, he's going to bring it. Which oh. is fa- I love those. If you if you remember them, they're brilliant. Yeah, and he has great. one of the originals. Uh, I'll bring. Uh, I'll bring Wiz. Wiz is coming as well. Actually, I've just had a little he text is now. from him. <laughs> he's going to. He's going to be involved. He's going to be involved in the family friendly area, which doesn't exist at the moment. But yeah, one day. Uh, third thing I have to tell you is that uh, I have various books out, and one of them is called A Medium Sized Book of Boring Car Trivia, available exclusively on Amazon as a paperback or an ebook. And there's a second volume, and a third one is on the way. Should be out quite soon ish. Uh, the fourth thing is that we have merch. Uh, Smith & Smith yeah. merchandise is available. The URL is really unwieldy, so I won't read it out. But if you go to thelatebreakshow.com, that is the portal through which you can find, by following the shop link, uh, Smith & Sniff merchandise, or indeed Late Break Show or Car Pervert. T-shirts, mugs, all that sort of malarkey. On um, that side of things, yeah, lots, lots going been, on. Um, been flying off the shelves in your garage, haven't they? Them they have, on, honestly. Yeah, we've sold out of certain so lines, mugs we and shirts and things. But yeah, they're, they're restocking. Our, our director of merchandise, your wife, told me My that wife. there's a restock happening. So that's quite exciting in itself. So yeah, uh, yeah. If you fancy some so, so related I, stuff, uh, thanks and, to um, everyone that's already ordered some merch. Um, it's really kind of you, and and thanks also to uh, all of the patrons for the Smith and Sniff podcast. If you're one of those people, you do get to listen to this cast on Sunday rather than Monday. Although some of them say they wait, even though they get the chance to listen to it 24 hours early, they wait because it's part of their Monday ritual. Yeah, I, which I've I understand heard that as well. Which is, that, which is yeah. nice. Um, so anyway, thank you for that. Oh, I suppose there should be five things I've got to tell you because I could give you a bit of trivia because uh, I've got one which is in uh, 1631. An edition of the Bible was published in which the Ten Commandments contains an accidental typo so that it read, "Thou shalt commit adultery." Seriously? Uh, yeah, this is this was came to be known as the Wicked Bible. My gosh. Somebody didn't proofread it properly. Yeah, so there's a lesson there. Always, always reread your yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Even in the early days of movable type. So um, there we are. That's that for this. Um, thank oh, you for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, hello at smithandsniff.com. Otherwise, hopefully we'll see some of you on Saturday at the Late Break Show Live in Leicestershire. If not, uh, yes. we'll be back again uh, next Monday. In fact, we're going to record a podcast in person together, aren't we, after the live show? So. Yeah, we will. We will. We might be broken. We'll see. Let's Probably see what happens. And um, until then, thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. She was madly in love with a mute weirdo who drove who drove <laughs> he a wasn't Honda. Mute, Acti. Was he? Because he could he could he could whisper. And oh yeah, a, a dog that had swallowed a whistle, and then a panda that could just talk perfectly normally. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.